0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome
1: to the Fanatical L Show, part of the L Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans to bring you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, almost there. <laughs> we can talk over the music. There's a lot of the music. Oh, here we about, go. Man. And we're live. How is everybody? Good. Can you hear us? Can you hear us? We are the Fanatical Elves show, and we are gathered here in a great group of contributors to our fanatical elves we got elliot young and old we've got young and old we have um steve (laughs) we have elliot and we have sam the young and of the group and me john the elder well not i guess i'm probably not the elder maybe not the elder (laughs) (laughs) only
2: by a year
1: How is everybody doing this evening? Boy, we have a lot to talk about.
0: Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. Why? Mm-hmm.
1: Something going on? Did I miss something?
0: Mm, yeah.
1: I, I don't know. <laughs> I know well, the Browns I'm, are four and two. I'm wearing my but black. Last time I, look. I you're right. You're very right. You know, and I I want to talk about this later a little bit more at length. But Steve, you make a very start off with the best point of them all, which is this team is four and two. And we're Ball going to talk is, a little uh, finally about that. Our way. <laughs> we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about our new starting quarterback, PJ Walker, who is, uh, by the way, 2-0, and which I'd like to talk a little bit more uh, later on. And um, front and center this morning, Deshaun Watson took to the podium. It was funny. I did finally watch the uh, playback. I was at work, so I wasn't able to watch his whole interview, but watched it this morning. And probably some of you watched some of it or bits of it. And I was, it was just, you know, Deshaun talked about, you know, not knowing that there was a set date that he had to speak in front of the podium. He didn't realize that Wednesdays in Cleveland were his day. He'd said that in Houston, that those weren't, you know, there wasn't any set day. I did you know, little things like that. So there was a back and forth between uh, parties today in the media um, lots of, people were asking Deshaun what's going on with the with him, with his shoulder, why he wasn't playing. There's some national media bashing going out there about what's going on with Deshaun. So just, you know, we've talked about this stuff off air a little bit amongst all of ourselves. And we talked to our fellow Browns fans. So I'd like your takes on where we're at. Obviously, we all know that P.J. Walker will get the start on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks out in Seattle, which is a very difficult place to play so let's just go around uh and gather your thoughts. elliot let's start with you down there how, how what are your what are your initial takes today
0: well it's obvious that the first string quarterback is hurt uh, i think that's totally abundantly clear he's hurt and he can't throw it was obvious to anybody that watched that game on sunday that he just was not able to throw with any kind of realistic velocity he should never have been out there It was a ridiculous decision. And, uh, you know, he needs to sit out Sunday, certainly. Uh, Needs to get healed up, you know, not go out and injure himself again. That would would be stupid. Of course, he's not going to play. Totally support that 100%. And they should have realized that from the get-go. The uh, real question that we don't know that nobody can know is how good is Deshaun Watson going to be when he recovers, That we don't know. You know, that we can argue about how much incentive he has to excel and become the quarterback that we saw play so well in 2020. Is he going to ever reach that level ever again for any number of reasons? You know, we just can't predict that. And uh, I think everybody is within their rights to speculate about whether he's able to physically or psychologically or any other kind of reason – I think that's totally up in the air. He has not reestablished himself as an elite quarterback, and it's fine to discuss it. And I'll pass yeah. it to you, John.
1: Okay, Sam, where are you at? Down there. You're coming to us from Dallas, Texas, Arlington. The Your young uh, views. I listened to your show earlier this week as well, Sam, and I enjoyed listening to your, your commentary and your takes. Where are you at right now with, with Deshaun and this whole thing today? and his? I don't know if you got to see his press conference earlier.
3: Well, you got to add uh, their baseball team is ALCS champions. You got to add that in there too. Now, congratulations! Uh, yeah, congratulations. But I think Deshaun. It's this weird situation with him going on right now. Obviously, got, he hurt his rotator cuff, and then got hurt, and then went into the injury tent, then left, then came back in, and then they rested him the rest of the game for because they want to play it safe. I think, I think we should let PJ Walker play a little bit more. I think Watson should just sit out for a little while, just try and figure out what's going on, obviously the trade deadlines coming up. So if they want to eventually trade for a quarterback, I think they'll start doing, looking into that soon. We got a few think, days
1: left. It's it's coming up. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I think Watson will probably be looking kind of, he'll still probably play a few more games this year. I don't think he'll play a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I think about four or five more games. He'll still start. But mm-hmm. I mean, depending on if we trade for someone and depending on how PJ Walker does, or if he gets hurt or something, I think he'll still probably play. PJ Walker will probably start this game.
1: Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll come back. We'll keep. I want to talk about PJ Walker here in a little bit. But, Steve, what do you think about Deshaun's presser today? I know you and I talked a little bit off air. I've been throwing out those conspiracy theories. You (laughs) (laughs) kind of, kind of getting y'all upset, probably.
2: (laughs) No, you don't get me upset. No, no. I know. I know he's frustrated (laughs) and he was very honest with the media. Yeah, uh, I I liked him. He was feisty today. I listened to mm-hmm. it twice. Yeah, uh, just so I didn't miss anything. Right. Uh, he, uh, I, I thought he was very. It was his best news conference he's had so far uh, mm-hmm. with the Browns, which is saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to play probably in two weeks. Will he be a hundred percent? I don't think he's gonna be hundred percent for the rest and of he, the season.
1: he yeah, and he openly admitted to that, yeah, today.
2: Yeah, but if he can play and he is effective, he's gonna play. Now, if he only plays six games, they might as well and they know that they might as well go ahead and put him on IR now. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, you can't do it retroactively. If they were gonna put him on IR to begin with, it would have been before the uh Baltimore game. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, if the if the uh medical staff says, well, it's not gonna get any it's you know, this is it, this is the best mm-hmm. he's gonna be, then they should go ahead and put him on IR.
1: Okay. Uh
2: you, they're gonna need probably I, I could see him playing against Baltimore, maybe Arizona, see how he does. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. this game and the Arizona game. Mm-hmm. And you know. Right. Two NFC teams. The more important games are the Baltimore and the Pittsburgh games coming up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I would love to see him play against Arizona, get his feet wet a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, PJ Walker. Um, I found it interesting after the game mm-hmm. uh, in Indy that he came out and said, "Look, I've never come off the bench and <laughs> right. played a game. I've either either sat on the bench or been the starter." So considering yes. that, after I heard that, I said, well, then he didn't really do that bad. I mean, no,
1: <laughs> no, he's left, he's led two you know, fourth quarter let's,
2: drives. So,
1: yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about that just a little bit more. I mean, cause I, you know, with PJ, I, I did, I went back and I watched both the games that he participated in. And again, I think we really need to give, I here's, here's the, I guess the conversation piece next is we can talk about PJ and also, you know, the idea that PJ's in there now and he's won, and there's some things that I want to mention here, but there's also this other part of the Browns fan base and media that is trying to, you know, bring back, you know, Jacoby Brissett. And we can get into that in just yeah. a second, but right, I'm just, I'm just there. Here's right, that's what I want to talk about here because. Here, what I want to focus on what i am gonna focus on on you know, my show, you know, talking on the Johnny Cleveland show coming up next later this week is about PJ Walker. And I think we really need to stop and give some real props to this kid. Like Steve, you just you know mentioned he came off the off the bench, and the kid is two and oh, okay, for a Cleveland Brown quarterback who's a third stringer to now be two and oh, and I know some people are gonna say, Well, it's not legit, or it's like, what are they talking about? Like You know, he, if you go back and watch, and I want, you know, there was a lot of handoffs here and there, but what I'm getting, uh, what I get frustrated by, and I know there's stats out there, and I know we've shared those stats on our network about how our quarterback ratings and stuff are very low and we're, you know, but when he needed to come through, that's what he did. In the Colts game, he, he drove them 80 yards Yes, an incomplete pass on first down, an incomplete pass on second down, but then he hit Elijah Moore with a a terrific pass. Um, Then he hit Donovan Peoples-Jones for 12 yards. Then he hit – I think Amari Cooper got in there at some point. He was making some throws, and I know the kid's making mistakes, but the more time I think you Mm -hmm. give him with this offense and the more this defense and this team collectively continues to grow together – I'm I am I am thoroughly I'm not over the moon excited that he's quarterbacking but I'll tell you what when I was watching that game and Deshaun went out I was happy that PJ was out there I felt more confident and you know I don't know if it what it was about the circumstances but I thought we had it and I I mean granted that I didn't know how that game was going to turn out but the fact that he was able to put together another drive and even if you go back to the 49er game he did enough mm-hmm in that last drive and then jerome ford got a nice little burst of 20 some yards that got him into that field goal position he almost screwed up by throwing that interception on the bootleg but it it didn't it didn't happen and i guess i just i'm i'm excited that i'm not excited i guess i'm not disappointed that pj is going to get another opportunity and i think we'll have as as good of a chance of winning the game against seattle Sunday with PJ Walker. Mm -hmm. I know it's crazy, but the kid's 2-0, and until he loses, that's fine. Elliot? Yeah, I want to ask a
0: question that hasn't been asked, I don't believe, in the community yet. It's a very important question. Let's ask the unthinkable. What would happen if PJ, okay, he's the starting quarterback on Sunday. Let's assume the unthinkable happens and he gets injured. Maybe, you know, hopefully nothing serious, but he has to come out of the game. Now what happens?
2: Dorian Thompson Robinson.
0: Okay, he, now he comes into the game. Who's the backup quarterback at this point?
2: Who's the emergency quarterback? There is no, no backup idea. quarterback. I have there no idea no. who the emergency quarterback there is. There is none.
0: There is yeah. none. You know, the right. Browns The Browns have not faced the reality. <laughs> Harrison Bryant, I don't know. That's. <laughs> I think that's your best answer, actually. The Browns have not faced the reality of the situation <laughs> that they only have uh, two healthy quarterbacks at their disposal. Through so the do practice. they? Yeah, yeah bothering me. They need to sign somebody to okay. the practice squad, and they haven't right. faced that responsibility. They are so not. So maybe they do that the tomorrow.
1: World. They they aren't going to do that. They this, should they have probably... done
0: it last week. Uh-huh. Um, you know, but Where's yes, Nick they Mullins need to sign somebody. Need. Well, Well, not Jacoby Brissett, but somebody has to be signed to the practice squad to cover the eventuality that the starting quarterback might get injured.
1: Sam, did you have something that's I
3: think think that's a good point that we need someone behind our two guys because DTR, obviously he's hurt right now. Um, And so I think there are some decent quarterbacks out there. There's. There's Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. Oh, no. I don't think we should we sign them. Defend, uh, no, I don't think we should sign them, but if it if worse comes to worse, they still are out there.
1: Well, Carson Wentz is out, yeah, he's out there, he's sitting on his couch. He's he's 30 yeah. years old. He's he's, I not...
3: don't think we should sign Carson Wentz.
0: No, no somebody with a one million dollar price tag or less, you
1: yeah. know. Well, we I think you def- could probably get yeah. Carson for one million, yeah. million or less. You know, no, think no, on...
0: no, no, get serious. The Browns do not have that kind of money that they can throw around twenty million dollars for another quarterback. That's not going to happen.
1: So, okay, Steve, do you add anything here with what you're thinking here with the quarterbacks and signing that potential practice squad?
2: Uh, e- even if they sign him, he what good? It's going to have to be somebody who knows the offense.
0: Yeah. I mean, let, let's, let's.
1: Well, face so it's Jacoby. Brissett, and nobody knows I mean,
2: him. Uh,
0: Jacoby well, Brissett is an $8 million quarterback who plays mm-hmm. for Washington. He's not available. Uh, it's, okay. it's and they not... already have Jacoby Brissett on the
2: roster. His name is PJ Walker. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, they're going to have. There's nobody that they can get before this Sunday's game. And Elliot brings up an extremely mm. important point. They're going yeah. out to Seattle with two quarterbacks. That's scary.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That is really scary. If you think about it, mm-hmm. uh the court, the starting quarterback, two uh the number one and number two running backs weren't yeah. in West Virginia when the team started their training camp. Right. And right. now you don't have a number three. Quarterback. Oh if, you know, I, I don't know.
1: I, I want to go back to West guy.
2: Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I want to go back to West Virginia too. They so, look good and we were filled I know, hope, filled with hope and optimism.
1: Now, Elliot, I, we're gonna talk about more about the game specifics here after the break. Um, did you bring your graphics? We'll do that maybe later. Is that I,
0: I do have some graphics I can use. So, yes.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to throw awesome. a couple things out before we go to the break. One, um, right. we'll talk about more about Seattle here and the game after the break with that. Um you know, let's just briefly t- touch on the defense. And I know Jim Schwartz, I didn't get to see his whole conversation today, but he had a nice press conference and made a little joke about executions. and um, Yeah, whatnot. player executions.
2: Um, yeah. He's tough. Uh, I mean, he's old school. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah. So, I mean, our defense, you know, we there were some things that obviously f- we faltered on uh, in this game against the Colts this past Sunday uh, things that we hadn't seen that much of, but again, they were doing some amazing things and miles Garrett. I wrote an article for, was it for um, Northeast sports insiders, Northeast Ohio sports insiders and uh, talked about miles and being, being able to leap over tall buildings in a single bound. And uh, you know, just incredible. doing <laughs> just, just amazing stuff. And um for him now, like you said, Elliot, he's now minor owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, you know the fact that he's gone through so much, and I mentioned in that article about how he he did have a, a lapse in judgment uh, early in his career. Uh, well, yes, twice. Um, the first one was in well 2019 with the helmet, and then you're referring to the uh, car accident. Yep. Um, but you know the now it's just amazing and he's what stacked up 82 career sacks and the strip sacks i mean he was just two two of them and the block kicked which i don't think any of us will ever see that happen again by a 285 pound defensive end i i'm floored how do you how do you think about what do you think guys phenomenal we, we've
0: never seen it before i couldn't believe it
1: and you won't yeah. see it again because now uh, uh
2: the lineman for the field goal kings will stand up quicker yes because if he touched that lineman penalty and it would have been uh
1: colt's first down but and it's funny when you go back and you look at stuff that he just you know that play and then you go back and look at old film that, and i remember this when we watched other things on youtube and Things would he would be working out, and he jumped those blocks. Yeah, jumped you know? on the box. Yeah, on yeah. those boxes. Yeah, and it's just yeah. But so... that was from
2: that was from a standing position off both feet. Yes, he was in a stance. He jumped on from using one foot, landed <laughs> on the other foot, and then had then hopped up on both feet. He truly incredible. is phenomenal. Incredible. I'm sorry, that's that's incredible. And apparently in uh, high school he blocked like nine kicks when he was
3: in mm. high
1: school. So it, it must have been a nice moment for the kid. Sam, you were you gonna add something? I yeah, can see he's you. good, but <clears throat>
3: excuse me. I think I think um, Steve, you put up, you made a good point that he was in a stance. He was mm. like like usually when you see the people do those big jumps where they jump up very high, they're usually. Yeah standing up I think that really shows how good he is because he was coming from a, a bent down position that he could he has the quickness and the strength to stand up and jump over an offensive lineman who isn't short when he's kneeled down like that he is there's still some there's still some height there and able to just completely jump over that in the time it takes right when the ball is snapped it's just really impressive
1: I mean just to think about that I mean it just mind blowing. If you put somebody in front of you and have them crouch in front of you and try to jump over that leap over them. I just, it's amazing. So we'll see what it happens. Um, Elliot, I know we're excited. You know, him being now this part owner um, minority owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers who happened to win their first game last night in dramatic fashion. Yes, Donovan, do. Donovan Mitchell hit a game winning three pointer, got the calves off, um, off and running first opening road game since 2000 Ooh, it's that's 23 cool. years since they won their first game on the road you the don't hear that game, that's gr- little little side news there way to go steve bringing it bringing it got the great take there i think that's the take St- of the night stuff gets stuck in here and it doesn't come out hmm. hey by the way i want to uh, thank again um Mike Dorsey, who is our latest winner of the uh, Fanatical Elves the the t shirt, he posted a very nice posting on our network tonight, earlier today, wearing his new shirt that he won, and thanked all of us here on the Fanatical Elves and fans for sports um, for for that. So thank you again, Mike. Found out that Mike actually lives in Wooster, Ohio, which is where I grew up, which is just too funny that uh, he he lives there currently. So that's a nice little side note there. And uh, congratulations, uh, Mike, and hope that you enjoy wearing that dog pound T-shirt. All right, we're going to break real quick, and then we're going to come back and talk more about the Seattle Seahawks game on Sunday. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. And we are back. And maybe you hear the sirens in my Uh, Oh, they're coming for you, John! I'm telling you, we have this fire truck station up the street, and I don't know what it is. If it's just that they they we have a pretty popular road. It's just a two lane road, but they always use it, and it's just all times of the day. They woke us up this morning five o'clock. They they designate certain
2: roads as first responder roads. I live on one. Yeah, so I'm constantly getting police cars, ambulance, fire truck. The good news is when it snows, they
1: plow the hell out of it. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, speaking of snow, let's a little side note here. Um, Paul. been able to call Paul Brown and many of you follow Paul because he's a diehard Cleveland Browns fan. And we've had the honor of him on our shows in the past here. He's from England and Paul is journeying with a group of other Browns backers. They left Indianapolis in one of these Browns buses made up. They're traveling across the country to Seattle. And I talked to Paul. He was going to try to make make it for our podcasting, but they are in the midst of traveling still. And they've stopped along the way on all the major, you know, little uh, monuments and the Badlands in South Dakota, Mount Rushmore. Now they've hit Montana last night and it was snowstorm. They slept uh, overnight. Now they went through near Yellowstone and uh, he had an Indian uh, taco uh, native uh, there up there in the, in the reservation areas. And uh, so he's been posting a lot of that and uh, very, very cool to see that. And he should be arriving in Seattle in a day or two. I've actually given him my daughter and, you know, friends, they live up in Seattle. So um, I've reached out to, or we'll be reaching out to my daughter and they, they made, They may try to meet up and they might try to take Paul on a tour. So uh, they're getting a lot, but they're going, they went through some snow. So Um, eight inches, eight inches. So um, Brown's playing Seattle again, Sunday afternoon at four o'clock. Just a few things about the history of this uh, sort of, uh, well, this series, the Brown it's eight and three overall in the series. The last time, the Browns won was um, 89, 89 November 12th of 89. They won the game 12 seven out in Seattle. Um, they have been zero and three in since in the last 34 years, they've lost um, back in uh, 93. They lost in 03, and they lost back in 2015. So they haven't been there in what? Eight seasons. And the last time they played out there was in 2015. I don't know who was quarterbacking that game. It was December 20th. So they've been at the tail end of the 2015 season. Probably a third
2: string quarterback. (laughs)
1: Yeah, they lost 30 to 13. So it's been eight years since they've been out there. Um, Actually, the the first time they beat them was back in 1982. At the beginning of the year, they went out there. I think they opened the season on September 12th, 1982, they won the game 21 to seven in 82. That probably would have been out there in the old kingdom. No, maybe. Yeah. The, yeah. It would have been the king. No, what? I don't know. Yeah. The king that I was out there in 82. Yes. I, I think it would have been because they were just getting ready to open it. When I went out there, I was there in April of 1982. I remember that for different reasons but I know I was in Seattle in 82 and they gave us a tour of the kingdom. Um, when we were out there and it was it just opened or they were getting ready to open it. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So basically let's talk about Seattle. Uh, you know, obviously it's looking like we don't have uh, a fighter. I don't know if we have a fighter's chance or not. We haven't mm-hmm. won out there in in a long time and uh, want your initial take, Steve, what do you think? And then we'll go down to you, Sam. And then Elliot will, we'll continue with your, uh, graphics, Steve. What are your initial thoughts about Seattle? Well, um, tough place to
2: play uh, today. At practice, they cranked up the noise uh, outside uh, for the Browns, um, so they are practicing noisy conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, tough team, good defense, good all-around defense. Uh, defensive line, line yeah. again. We got we got to play. A 3-4 team with two great inside linebackers, although Bobby Wagner missed his second straight day of practice today. Okay. So, mm-hmm. uh, great <laughs> secondary. Since uh, Jamal Adams has been back, uh, they mm-hmm. are the number one defense. I think he came back four weeks ago. They're the number one defense, only allowing uh, 237 Uh, yards per game their biggest weakness and they got skill Um, positions and their skill positions they got players everywhere yes although their other running back kenneth walker didn't practice today but they start Mm. three tight ends uh you got uh jackson smith enigma you got uh Mm. dk Metcalf. you got lockett Mm. i mean Mm. come on they're they're deep their only weakness is their offensive line specifically their right tackle and okay. they may be starting a
1: rookie center.
2: Get out of Michigan.
1: Well, well, so. uh, Sam, let's continue with your takes. Anything else you want to add there? I did. will say that I like Metcalf sat out last week. Sounds like he'll be back though this week. And he, he practiced in full today. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah Metcalf. Uh, obviously he does have to worry about possibly being a bit not as good as he usually is because he is coming off of an injury and, some players aren't as good as they usually are coming off an injury. So I think mm-hmm. he's still going to be a threat, but I think he's someone who might be, he's not a hundred percent. I don't think, but then okay. they've obviously got a really, really good receiving core. They got the rookie out of, I love, it. wasn't Alabama. Where did he come from? Mm-hmm. Jackson? Ohio, Smith- State. Uh, Ohio, Ohio State. No, it was Ohio. Okay. The and then Ohio they had, State. Then the they had Ohio State. um, obviously DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, both of all three of those are really good receivers. Geno mm-hmm. Smith won yeah, won a very, very was a very good quarterback last year, and so he's still pretty decent. And then but their defense isn't as good. So I think the offense will have a much better chance of having a good game now because the Seahawks defense is not anything too crazy.
1: I'm crazy I am, Sam. I decided I, I'm doing terrible in a few of my fantasy league teams. And so I I did the bold move of picking up Pierre Strong. Um who is available. <laughs> so we'll see if he gets me a point or two. Uh, I like the kid. I, I think, you know, they're going to use him probably a little bit more in this game. I know so. I read something on dog pound daily. They thought that they, the Browns are going to really use the run game a lot more. I'm not sure if I believe that or not um, because it's Kevin Stefanski. <laughs> yeah.
3: We'll see. True. Uh, uh,
1: anything, anything else to add there, Sam?
3: Uh, not yet, but I'm looking up the Seahawks' run defense stats right now. I just want to know, so in a minute I might be able to drop that little okay nugget.
2: Yeah, they're second okay. against the run.
3: Oh, uh, behind us.
2: Yes. Okay. Yes.
3: <laughs> I was just. making am I'm, I'm, like, I'm
1: writing my preview article tomorrow. So I'll, I'll tell you what's uh, been. I'll okay. tell you what's it's been, been impressive days. to me. The the defense. I think we're we're killing everybody in the category of fewest first downs. I think we've only given up. I want to say like 50 some and the, yeah. the closest team, the number, the number two spot has given up like 80. So we're like Dallas. 20 or 30. Yeah. 30, if we look at first downs
3: on my article on Cleveland sports talk, I have, I was talking about how good the defense has been and I'm pretty sure we're leading best pass defense by like 200 yards right now. Wow. Yep. Like, all right, Elliot game.
1: Elliot, you're up okay. to pull up your um graphic here.
0: Yeah, let me see if this uh, pulls up. Does it work?
1: I, I got it. Hey, yep. there
3: it is. Yep, I see it.
0: Okay. I'm yeah, I'm of a of little me. bit out of date because uh, DK Metcalf, as you point out, is uh, back at practice. Uh, they do have adequate replacements. And Jake Bobo, who is a rookie, but he's been doing really well. Where is Jake from? I don't know, but he's playing pretty good. Yeah, could ask me hard questions, but... Um, but he's, <laughs> he's doing well at the NFL you know, level. You're supposed to be like the
1: expert. Come on now. Yeah, well,
0: come on. I don't know everything. I don't know stuff like that. But anyway, the point is, is that they're uh, doing pretty well. If you're looking at this on YouTube, the dark blue uh, means that they're very good. Green means that, or I should say all pro level kind of. And uh, dark green means that they're pretty good. Yellow yes. means average. Orange means um, below average. And red means that there's a problem. And the Browns' defense is pretty good. And by the way, I have my statistics uh, show that the Browns are number two in uh, in yards um, behind Baltimore and not Seattle. So we'll we'll go review that and see what's going on there.
3: Jake, uh, may I add real quick? Sorry, Jake Bobo's yeah. from UCLA. Thank you. Ah, thank yeah. you. Just wanted he, to just tell you guys. Oh, okay, so he
0: knows uh, he, he knows our guy then, Dorian Thompson-Robinson. How about oh, that? Oh, that's, yeah.
1: that's a nice little, okay. yeah.
0: Um, so, you know, we like Geno Smith, or I do. I think he's a yeah. above-average quarterback. Uh, sure. Not, not all pro, but uh, the Browns do have an advantage. Our front four is better than their offensive line. They're playing back up at center, our rookie from the fifth round, and I can't pronounce his name. We'll call him Double O. And uh, then they also have Stone Forsythe, who's a – I think he's a third-year pro at right tackle, but he's uh, rated as a a bit below average. Uh um, It's the same story as before. I'm sticking to the script, even though (laughs) last week they didn't obey the script, but the Browns are going to be able to put pressure on the quarterback – The quarterback does have targets he can throw to if he can get the ball in the air. But Geno Smith will be running for his life. Um, (laughs) On defense, okay, this is showing the Browns offense on the bottom and the Seattle defense on top. They do have uh, talent, That uh, linebacker Bobby Wagner and Jordan Brooks. Also, Devon Witherspoon, I'd like to call your attention to him. He's been playing really top. Five, maybe top three. And uh, he is going to be a shutdown corner. And he is going to be able to, we think, cover Amari Cooper one on one, which is going to mean tough sledding for the Browns. Uh, we need somebody to step up. Uh, they're playing, I think, Tariq uh, Woolen, uh, the other corner, yeah. is a rookie. I think he's a seventh round pick, I think. And, uh, you know, he could be exploited if we've got somebody who can go up against him. Donovan Peoples-Jones, of course, has been having a real struggle for whatever reason. I don't know if he's got an injury. You know, maybe he's got a broken finger or something like that, and nobody's been told about it. But he hasn't been producing this season. Uh, Some of the other Browns backups uh, might be um, coming into play there. But somebody has got to step up because I think Amari Cooper is going to be not as effective as he usually is. Uh, P.J. Walker is not rated among the league's elite. He's probably down at the bottom among the league starters at this point. Kareem Hunt is going to be probably the starter for the Browns. You know, he was struggling with injuries last week. He was a game-time decision and probably be that way again this week. Is that why Um, you have him in red?
1: Why do you have him in red?
0: Yeah, just letting you know that there is an issue here. Okay. Um, he did practice then, today. Yeah, he did practice. He had, uh, uh, or excuse Five. me, um, I had the last thing I had on. Um, I guess it was Wednesday's report. He didn't practice on Wednesday, but he did today. Is that what you what your uh,
2: sources yes. say?
0: Your secret sources. Well, source. I saw okay, a video it? of him practicing. So okay. Well, that's good. All right. That so we. Good. I kind of think that Kareem will play. Um, yeah. You know. Um, but he may not be his normal self and his normal self is older than it was. He was last year. So what the heck? Um, I don't think I've seen
1: (laughs) you put DPJ, you put him down at red too, which I haven't seen. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's
0: been red for a while because he's just not, sometimes he's orange. Sometimes he's red, but he's not really
2: disappears too much. I agree with Elliot. He just disappears. Sure. Yeah. Games
1: were where the heck do you go? (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. But
2: how I much he, do you
1: how much do you blame that on him, and how much do you blame that on the on the quarterback? Because there's you know the ball can only go. No, I so don't. Many... I don't know
0: what the problem is. As I say I. I don't either. I, you know, it might be that he's got some kind of injury that we haven't broadcast to the rest of the league, saying, "Hey, our guy's got a, you know, uh, hand injury or something of that nature." I don't know what the problem yeah. is, um, and um, I just know that he is not able to perform at his normal high level.
1: Well, I'm just and- looking at it from a, a whole a holistic point. I mean, you got 11 guys on the offense, and, you know, obviously you got your linemen, you got your, you know, your technique guys, you got your wide receivers, your running back. And, you know, I just think back to all those days with, and I'm not talking about exclusively here, but, you know, Baker Mayfield, Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr. who they? Who, you know, they'd whine if they didn't get the ball enough or, you know, if, baker didn't throw it to you know obj once so i i just i just wonder sometimes with and maybe it's just overthinking this thing with dpj i mean he's a pretty good player is the quarterback just not seeing him um or is he literally just not getting open so well i don't know i
2: i I do know he is still blocking very well on running plays yeah so Um, you know his head is still in the game
3: I, no, I, think I, wanted, com- yeah.
2: I think it's a combination of the fact yeah. that he's had to catch passes from Sam three different oh. quarterbacks. Uh,
3: I think. Yeah. I think it's, well, I want Sam,
1: Yeah, Sam. I want to ask you a question. I want you to follow up on this. My question to you is because I listen to your podcast on the uh, your show about the Browns breakdowns, so and you talked about Jedrick Wills um, mm-hmm. in your show, and and we've all talked about Jedrick Wills a little bit. But you don't like him, and a lot of us don't like him for reasons. But I, I do give the kid some credit. That last play, and I know it's just one play, and everybody's seen it over and over again when Cream Hunt ran it in for the touchdown. But genuinely, I was, I was struck by how some people were that Jedrick Wills actually showed yeah. a really good, good grit and and energy and emotion. Along with everybody like Harrison Bryan and some of these other guys, it was a well, you know, designed play. They 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 uh, defended or they did what they needed to do. But we haven't seen that from Jedrick Wills, and I agree, like I'm the first that says, like, get let's get rid of the kid because he's emotionless and he just doesn't seem like he's got a lot of fire. But I when I saw that and I've you know, I'm not watching him every exclusively every play. I, I wanted to give him some uh, some some props for what he did. Yeah. Sam, what do you think?
3: He is. I think he still has. I think there's still something in there with, where he is still a decent player. I just don't think he showed very much heart in the game. I just think sometimes mm. the DB or not the DB, my bad. The defensive end will get a good uh, finesse move on him and he'll just mm. quit. Like he's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, yep, I'm beat. All right, I give up." And they just won't even. He'll pretend to you know stick his hands out and just kind of stand there. And act like he's doing something, but the de- the de- defensive end just whips around him and it's a sack. So I think he just sometimes just quits on plays where there still probably is a chance he might be able to at least slow down the defensive end.
1: Sam, I think what I'm getting at too is just the bigger picture with the team, and I think mm-hmm. we can all kind of sense this, and we've kind of talked about it a little bit tonight. That the team is four and two, despite all of this stuff that we're talking about, they're four and two.
3: Yeah, they're definitely and, resilient. And-
1: and yeah, and this team really could. You know, they're gelling, they're communicating. They genuinely look like you know the defense is partying on every play. Yeah. Uh, you know, and and now the offense is celebrating a little bit more. And it was just nice to see. And it was nice to see Kareem Hunt punch yeah. it in twice on Sunday with Second that straight you know,
2: game with a rushing touchdown.
1: Yeah, the kid. I mean. So, Elliot, do you want to continue to share your prompt, or did we did we show both sides of the ball? Did I? I think
0: think we probably we covered it. Okay. Let me uh, let me
2: let me piggyback on something real quick, Elliot. When he showed the uh, Seattle offensive line, uh, they've had five different line combinations in the first six games. Mm. That shows you what kind of offensive line they have, and. I know Seattle is a really good defense, but they have two weak spots. Uh, They um, are terrible on third down. uh, Worst in the league. And they are at the bottom five in red zone defense. Now, of course, the the Browns haven't been in the red zone a lot. (laughs) But if the Browns can get into the red zone, they have an opportunity. And they could convert third downs on this defense. So...
1: Yeah, you know, I know them. they
2: got something like 23 sacks, but 11 of, of those sacks came against the Jets. So you got to take oh. everything with a grain of salt.
1: Yeah. They had 11 wait,
2: they had 11 sacks? They sacked the Jets quarterback 11 times. That is that crazy. Are you kidding me? God. No, I'm not kidding you. So That's that means they've nuts. had 12 sacks against the other five teams.
1: Well, that <laughs> explains the I did not know. That's good. That's oh, good you guys there, didn't Steve. see the highlights of that? No, day.
3: I didn't no, I know. I don't pay easy. attention to basically anyone other than the Browns.
1: <laughs> no, but well, it's when very unlike it,
2: happens. Uh, I mean, I think it was an NFL record. I think once the Browns sacked the Saints quarterback nine times yeah. uh, a long time ago. But man, that's.
1: Now, the
3: weather in the Seattle. Of times we sacked Burrow in Halloween last year?
0: Yes. Yeah, the Burrow got How many sacked was it? nine times. So. I remember that. Weather's supposed to be
1: pretty good in Seattle, 50 degrees, uh, like it normally is there, dreary. Well, it's supposed to actually sun might pop out. Should be pretty good conditions for a game. Um, Obviously, I think the Browns have their best opportunity in the first try in eight years uh, to win a game out there. They haven't won out there in – what did we say 34 years? 1989?
2: As Long as uh, PJ. Walker doesn't turn into Todd Philcox, I'll be happy. <laughs> uh, That's who Belichick started 93. Todd Philcox. Did he yeah. really? Yes, he turned the ball over, I think the first three for Well I think the NFL LeBron's- is
1: such <laughs> The NFL is just such a an interesting league right now because you've got the New England Patriots beating the Buffalo Bills who are struggling all of a sudden. Anything and can happen. Anything can happen. And I think we've seen Anybody that with our Browns.
2: San Francisco losing two games in a row? After I having know.
1: won 16 straight regular season games going back to last season. Last so, year. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, anything can happen. I, you know, obviously we've been on the, that we've been the benefit of some controversial calls. Uh, the time. national media likes to point these out a lot more than we do as Browns fans, but. Uh, I expect that we'll see some interesting things that we're not expecting right now that we'll be able to talk about. We will be having a pregame show, I think. We'll the sh- um, I will be traveling to uh Dayton to meet up with I think Joel Cade and Rod and his brother. Um, I know Elliot, you and I are going to meet up I think Saturday, um, and so looking forward to, to that. Um, but I think we are going to try to do a pregame show on Sunday, um, and then. We'll do some type of uh, post game uh, after the fact. So we have a lot more shows coming up. I've got my uh, Johnny Cleveland podcast coming up later this week. Uh, Steve's had his Dog Pound South show out. We had the Brownie Acts today with uh, with with Elliot and Joel. Uh, Sam there he has his um, Browns breakdowns. Rod Blooms producing his uh, Browns Blitz tonight. So please come back, follow us, subscribe. Tell all your friends. We're telling all of our friends every day. I see somebody new that's a Browns fan. I'm always saying, hey, you got to follow us in the Fanatical Ls. What's that? Well, it's a it's a new podcast we've started, and we're gaining popularity. And we have got these great group of guys from young to old. And uh, we bring a lot of different perspectives. We bring great takes, great stats. Um, so we just enjoy you listening to us here on the show. Uh, final thoughts before we let everybody go, uh, Steve, let's start with you. Final takes on the night and what you're looking forward to this weekend.
2: If they drop the same game plan they used against San Francisco, I think they're going to be all right. That's all I got to say. San Francisco came into that game. Number one, run defense, uh, Mm -hmm. number 12, pass defense, Right now, Seattle is the 13th-ranked pass defense, number two run defense. So Mm. let's just do the same thing that they did against San Francisco. And it's Uh, nice to – What's that? I said it's nice to have a a kicker,
1: Dustin Hopkins.
2: Nice to have the uh, AFC kicker of the week two weeks in a row. Just Mm. don't turn the ball over. That's all I ask. PJ, good decisions. And Kevin Stefanski again. Be patient.
3: Mm-hmm. No more calling that uh, Elijah Moore play either.
2: <laughs> let me ask you. Hey, well, what they they, think... they haven't done it in two weeks, which I let I'm me ask you this. Happy, but Real... uh, Marquise Goodwin is didn't practice. That play was tonight. decent. So maybe Jalen Darden comes up. Why did Marquise Goodwin practice, not huh? practice? Did he hurt He's himself? He's got a problem with his back.
1: When did that happen?
2: I don't know, but he didn't practice yesterday and he didn't practice again today.
1: What do you think of the philosophy that Kevin Stefanski talked about? Just real quick here. On the last series where the Browns ran it in on fourth down, he admitted in his press conference and later this past week that he had had planned to run the ball that last play, but he was worried that with 35 seconds to start with that they wouldn't have enough time if they ran the ball to get aligned and with all the new just having pj walker in there i think he felt more com- comfortable trying to score on three pass plays and then he knew he was going to run it on fourth down where do you guys sit with that take do you do you like that take steve and sam and elliot
2: i do i mean if yeah. okay. if they catch the ball and that. it's a it's a touchdown boom uh, if it's an incompletion, the clock stops. I thought Njoku could have brought down that first pass. It actually, it, yeah, he had it. But how much time would have been left for uh, the Colts? The Colts. So, yeah. It worked out. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, Sam, final takes? This I think this weekend? is
3: going to be a winnable game. I don't think it's anything like the 49ers game where everyone expected them to win. I think the Browns have proven themselves that they have the capability especially the defense to beat good teams so I think the I think that also might be a disadvantage because it is a trap game I think but it's not no longer a trap game because with the 49ers they were walking in there expecting to probably win this game and then they obviously didn't and it was no one expected that I think they lose that trap game factor now that element of surprise almost, but I think it's a winnable game. I think as long as our offense doesn't turn the ball over a million times, as long as the run game sticks to being a pretty decent core right now. uh, And then the defense needs to continue to be a good defense, which I think they will. I think this is definitely a winnable game.
1: Elliot.
0: Well, um, I'm just looking at That's while uh, the show is going on and you guys are talking and finding very interesting stuff that the Cleveland Browns are still uh, number two in defense in terms of yards per play, Uh, despite giving up a lot of yards in the last game. uh, The Ravens are now number one with 4.1 yards per play, Uh, but the Browns are number two with 4.4 yards given up per play. Hmm. The Seattle Seahawks are number three with four point seven yards per play. Yeah. So I think it still adds up to a defensive struggle. I said that last week and I was terribly wrong, but I, I still think that's a good <laughs> bet. And um I'm looking for a defensive game. Just try not to you know try to win the turnover battle. Don't get crazy. Don't throw the ball around too much, especially with a backup quarterback. Um try to yeah. hang on to the football
1: and you'll win. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think they got a shot. I think they got a shot. I'm I'm debating if this is going to be a low-scoring game, another kind of relatively higher-scoring yeah. game. I don't think it's going no. to be 39-38, but I could I see it's – I think it's going
2: to be more like the San Francisco, Grand. I agree with that. Okay, okay. Yeah, if the, if the Browns defense can get uh, Geno Smith and that offense out of that play-action, because they run play-action more than any other team in the NFL. Y- yeah. So mm-hmm. let's disrupt that and pressure okay. Geno. Let him make mistakes. I think it's – I agree with Elliot. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game.
1: Well, boys, thank you so much for joining the Fanatical Elves tonight. And thank you for listening out there. And uh, all you Cleveland Browns fanatics, thanks for joining our our podcast. And, again, spread the love, spread the words. Apple, Spotify, follow us on YouTube. help your fellow Cleveland Browns fan out. We'll be doing a Browns train again this week. So we want more followers. We're approaching a thousand followers on the X on Twitter. So that's a big, that's a big step for us. So we're, we're gaining, gaining popularity. Um, Thanks everybody. Tune in Uh, next time. We'll have a pregame show come Sunday. Johnny Cleveland podcast coming up later this weekend as well. Thanks guys. Thanks Steve. Thanks Sam. Thank you, Elliot. Go Browns. Go Browns. Go Browns. Yeah, go Browns. Okay, see ya.